Hello everybody, this is Karamjit Singh. Today, along tag teaming, along with uh, Tanji, because uh, the normal third uh, partner in crime is not here. We're going to do a, a show just between the two of us. But hey, we've got a lot to talk about. And before I forget, you're only able to listen to the show on leadernomics.fm. And this is DNA's Tech Talk. Uh, so, G, we're going to dive into, I think, the gaming ecosystem, right? And super interesting. And before I get you started, because, you know, if you talk to G about games, you know, although he's a multi-diverse, talented journalist, you talk about games and that's like his core and he can go on and on. But I'm going to talk about EY, right? So this is a global company and they did an interesting survey which reveals that the video gaming industry is at a tipping point. And what I found interesting is that almost 80% of respondents and all of you out there, you've got to go and uh, read this article because ENY put in a lot of effort to do this article and it was written on uh, DNA. We published it on the 21st of November. And just type in EY gaming industry, you'll see it. So anyway, almost 80% of respondents felt that because the industry is at a tipping point, which means that a lot more people are interested in it, you've got more entrants coming in. They feel that, you know, uh, it's going to drive up competition. When you drive up competition means, one thing, harder to get talent. And, of course, margins get squeezed, right? And the third thing is, it's going to cost more to promote and advertise their game. So, it's almost like a triple whammy. You know, the early, the early players who are here uh, are now the veterans. And suddenly, their success or, you know, the expected success of them is bringing in a lot more people. And kind of interesting, and almost 70% also said that they expect M&A to accelerate. Why? Mainly because companies want to address talent. So, G, what do you yeah. think? Um, the, the thing that struck me is okay. a little uh, funny, maybe because I'm, I'm looking from it from a, a gamer perspective. Oh, okay. Uh, that uh, I, I find that the, 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 the tipping point aspect seems a little, sounds a little negative. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm <laughs> actually, on opinion. yeah, you're right. Yeah, margins are squeezed and harder to get talent. Okay. Yeah, precisely. I'm on an opinion that actually this is a good thing okay. uh, for the industry as a whole. Oh, okay. uh, because uh, if, if you look at like the major companies that sort of like, uh, like sort of it, at the top of uh, the market, uh, okay. you have people like Activation Blizzard or yeah. Ubisoft or EA. And yeah. those are big companies that have sort of been monopolizing the the, the, the gamer industry as a whole. I mean, like they, they are the ones with the funds to create these yes. big AAA titles. Yes. And for a point, the idea for them is to sort of maximize profit. Of course. And to maximize profit, what they do is they tend to create games that are, you know, um, mm -hmm. they, we call it live services. They are okay. games that meant to sort of anchor a player for an extended period of period time. Get you hooked, man. Yeah, and hooked and just keep playing this one yeah. game and which they will constantly update and mm. you constantly spend money in it through uh, like, you know, microtransactions okay. or uh, other form of payments. And um, I mean, that is enough itself, not exactly a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But as a gamer, I'm, I'm looking for more games. I'm, mm. I want variety in games. And you know, if, if we are at a point where, uh, as, as EY has sort of uh, expressed, is mm -hmm. that if we have uh, more competition coming in, mm -hmm. more people coming in to develop games and from different regions, mm -hmm. we'll be able to sort of create more games and more options for gamers is good. And at the same time, you can sort of get these big industry players to look at themselves and thinking like, okay, maybe our monetary, uh -huh. our games and our monetary model might not be the best approach mm, right now. So okay. let's sort of look back at like the older practice and how games oh, used to be made. Okay. You get more games and which is, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for gamers. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. I think also it's going to, of course, increase the the, uh, the pressure of, of any game developer out there to, to be innovative, right? To be creative even more so. Yeah. And that will definitely benefit, 
you know, uh, players out there. Whether more games equals to uh, better for the, for the players, I don't think so. I think you, you want games which are more quality, right? And I'm not seeing yet uh, a virtual reality, a, a mixed reality, uh, you know, a combination of games. And that's really disappointing for me because I thought my kids would grow up you know, with the PlayStation playing, you know, uh, games with the 3D, uh, uh, virtual reality, not 3D, virtual reality, you know, uh, headsets on. Mm-hmm. That never happened. And although now they're like, they're teenagers. So that was disappointing. And I think that's just an example where the hype about the industry, you know, exceeds the reality, the pace of how it's moving, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess in terms of like, like innovations that you're talking yes. about, like we are, yep. um, as usual with the games industry, uh, like, these are considered early adopter technology. Okay. And it's they are cool, but they are also expensive. Mm-hmm. So I guess we just kind of hope that, like right now we are at the end of like another console generation. Yeah. Uh, in another year or two, mm-hmm. you'll be seeing the, the PlayStation 5s and the new Xbox mm. and uh, hopefully then we are pushed to a different direction. But uh, but all in all, I think uh, it's, a, it's a good thing that more mm. competition is coming in. Okay. Uh, yes, you will sort of, um, like, uh, it might increase the cost of games development, but yeah, it's already course. been rising at the first yes, place. Yes, yes, uh, I believe that, I mean, games would be more expensive, mm-hmm. but I believe that's fine for games to be a little more expensive mm-hmm. if you're like an expensive AAA title mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time you, uh, you're going to get more like smaller independent publishers and games that are technically not more expensive we hope so man but yeah, yeah more option more creativity and like if it's larger there'll be more places where talent can go to but yes of course right now we need to develop talent yeah I think beyond that just looking at how my kids play I mean they always stick to the main games you mm-hmm. know and it's like which game your friends like and which games create the most buzz out there and you read about them so frankly I find their choices quite boring and mainstream but it's, it's driven by friends or so so I think these independent gamers are going to have a real, real challenge, you know, to, to rise above and, and, you know, become mainstream. Of course, they all want to be the next EAs and, and Blizzards and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Sony, right? So whether they can or not, I don't know. But uh, talking about Sony now, you know, they, they are coming into the country and everybody's super excited from Gobin all the way down, right? Yeah, and uh, so I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the sort of great announcements that came out. Great announcements of the year, probably in the yeah, gaming ecosystem uh, in Malaysia, at least. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to recap, okay. um, Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, establishing a studio in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. The focus is going to be on uh, art and animation. Wow. Um, so essentially, the people that are going to be in Malaysia uh, will be supporting the development of Sony's exclusive games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so uh, if you don't know, Sony creates uh, games as exclusively for the yes, PlayStation console. Exactly. And uh, which is a, uh, it's probably like the biggest entity that's, that's coming to Malaysia. Uh, yeah. I mean, we prior to this was Bandai Namco, Bandai which is Namco. also a large uh, Japanese yes. entertainment conglomerate. Yep. Uh, but... Sony coming in really makes a mark. Like mm. at least, if anything, just to a showcase that Malaysia have the talent that is to being valued. Them, but yeah, yes, exactly. precisely. Yeah. And Sony doesn't have many of its own studios around the world too. I think in an article we we put a number down. It's in the low. Was it even? Do they even have ten studios? So that's quite significant. Yeah, I'm. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but very small. in in terms of uh, what they have like exclusive or companies mm-hmm. that technically develop from them exclusively. Mm-hmm. I don't think they own a lot, but no. they, they do have partnerships where they, like, you know, games like, uh, studios like Naughty Dog and, yep. uh, um, okay, yeah, but, so they, they are uh, quite exclusive to Sony. Oh, okay. And, but, uh, Sony also have their own yeah. exclusive that they do make in-house, yep. which is good that they are, 
uh, the, the bar is very high. Things. So, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that Malaysia is, is there, which is kind of exciting. And, you know, uh, so... I mean, so you can read about that story also on, on, on DNA, but I'm excited to, to hear you talk about, you know, some of the interesting game because, uh, you know, Level Up KL just finished and they, as, as one of the anchors now, they're having, they've already been having for the last, what, three years, four years, this uh, competition, right, where they declare what the best, best games or... Yeah, so it's called the Sea Games Awards. Um, not to be comp- confused with the Sea Games mm. that, <laughs> that's coming in the Philippines soon. But Sea Games Awards uh, is essentially just to recognize that uh, the best games of every year that's being developed within the region. In the region, cool. Yeah, so uh, the, the the interesting thing with mm-hmm. this year's Sea okay. Games is you get to see like a mix of um, technically regional studios mm-hmm. that are considered uh, already kind of veterans. Big of boys. Big okay. boys, okay. yes. And then uh, sort of smaller studios and the kind of this difference in the content they're making. And mm-hmm. it's nice to see a good mix of how uh, different studios are approaching games. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the biggest game that came out of this C Games okay. uh, that, that took at least four awards, wow. including the, uh, the, the the Grand Jury Award. Uh-huh. And that's Giga Bash by Passion Republic. And where, where are they from? Which country? And they're Malaysian. All right, man. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, excellent. So uh, Giga Bash is mm-hmm. a uh, monster-inspired uh, arena brawler. So uh, okay. if you've watched things like Godzilla and mm-hmm. Ultraman, uh, the monsters are really pretty much taken from this the kaiju genre okay. of, of Japanese films. So uh, and but the cool thing with the game is that you can see the polish that is coming like it, as though it's being developed by a a triple A AAA studio. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, they also did win the uh, awards for best technicality. So seriously, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's nice. The man. game looks great. Excellent. Uh, it plays smoothly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really surprised having tried it, and it it does come out as very polished, even mm-hmm. though it's not complete yet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not really out. So what uh, do you mean by not complete yet? So what is 50%? How, um, how do you... Uh, they didn't quite give us an oh, actual... Okay. Uh, I mean, because it's a demo, so yeah. it's not the okay. final game that's being okay. released, and uh, there's going to be more content that's coming in. Okay. Uh, but uh, from what I can see, uh, I would say this is... Uh, I wouldn't say it's an early build, but mm-hmm. it definitely looks good, and mm. it plays really well, and it's... It's the kind of game that uh, got a lot of people into it. Uh, mm. It's very easy to pick up. So uh, I think when it comes out, I think it might it has potential to be a big hit. Wow, you know, and you, you know when you talk about games which are influenced by the you know the Ultraman and Godzilla genre uh, genre, <laughs> you're competing with the Japanese creative houses too. Right? So yeah. uh, it's, it's kudos to them for deciding that they can you know. Out innovate and out creative, you know, out creativate, you know, the Japanese in in the, on their home turf, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, I mean, even though it's it's inspired by mm-hmm. Japanese monsters, uh, I I feel like the game has a good wide appeal. So mm. it's not just specifically like oh, okay, you know, for manga appealing. fans and those yeah. Who are, okay, I think because it's an accessible game, and mm. a lot of people, I think, you can, uh, you can let anyone for all ages sort of just pick up a controller. Is it, and, uh? Oh, so I mean, just because I'm not a gamer, and you use the word accessible, and mm. I'm assuming our re- our listeners are not. So, so what do you mean by it's an accessible game? So um, the thing is, so there are games that are sort of designed for uh, very merchant gamers in mind. Oh. And essentially, these are quite complex games. Okay. And then there are games that are designed to be... Like uh, mass market, la, you yeah, mean? Mass when you mean accessible, mass market, is Mass it? market. And also, like, the, the way the game design mm-hmm. is simple. Okay, so not difficult. Not, yeah, okay. it's not complicated okay. in terms of controls. Okay. Uh, it's not hard to pick up. Um, okay. They... I mean, the moment I pick up the controller and with a group of three other strangers mm-hmm, to play mm-hmm. with, uh, very within a round, everyone kind of know like right. what they have to do and what they can do. 
and then the rest is just like them figuring out how to work okay. and I think it's it's good that uh, with this kind of games I mean this mass market appeal yep. thing it's actually a good thing so that uh, you'll be able to get more audiences that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. just catered to a very yes. niche group of people do, do they have like I'm curious do they have like sociologists or psychologists you know giving them feedback when they develop games you know you, you've done 5% of a game and, and give, give it, show it to somebody because you, of course, everybody wants to get their their uh, the, uh, users addicted, right? And that's that's a magic word. So, do you use you know some kind of this expertise you know to to help you with some of the nuances of the game, or they all just let fly with creativity and hope it sticks to the wall? I'm I'm curious. Hmm. Um. I think that sounds kind of cynical. Is it okay? <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm not gonna deny that there are elements of games that are created with the um, intent and design wise mm. to sort of hook you in. Uh, it's in terms of effects. Uh, we can also we. I would like not to get into the whole aspect of monetization in mm. games and how they use this um, sort of like slot machine mm-hmm. aspects to really get you addicted to like spending more mm. money in games. Okay. Uh, but um, as a whole, games are created to sort of get a like a. Uh, get a grip a chokehold <laughs> yeah and also like uh, a sort of response from you mm, right okay. uh, I mean it could be like even the way they use sound effects and and uh, special effects and um, uh, cute designs and whatnot you get mm. an, an emotional response that you like mm. and then you sort of get into okay. it uh, and the different games have different em- they draw mm-hmm. different emotional mm-hmm. as- aspects so I'm not sure if they were hired expert just to make sure mm. that they got these elements right but in terms of design I'm sure like having learned and built from it you okay. would be able to sort of utilize them across mm. different games okay, okay. Yeah. and speaking of emotional response yep. uh, that's one game that I think um, like a lot of people should sort of look out for it's okay. a small little one called D-Light oh. D as in the alphabet D, yeah? Uh, D-E. Oh, uh, D-E, okay. L-I-G-H-T. Okay. Because uh, this one is going to get a different emotional response from oh. you. Uh, it's a... Horror, I don't like scary uh, games. It's not a horror game. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's going to be a sad game. Oh, because, sad uh, game. Okay. Essentially, you'll be playing a little girl mm-hmm. who is blind. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, do like, you have to be blindfolded yourself then? Uh, you don't what? have to. Okay, yeah, I'm just but curious how far they're taking it. Okay. The player's vision of the world is as limited as hers. So oh. as she walks around, you need to get a little tiny circle ah. of, of, uh, of, visi- visibility of visibility. Then. Okay. Yeah. So you have to rely on uh, like a guide dog that she has to sort of navigate around the world. Mm. And the world is sort of like in a, um, like the war has broken out mm. and she has to find her parents. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, the game's designed so that um, you have, it's, 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 a, it's a narrative-driven game. Okay. And uh, you will be meeting characters mm-hmm. as the little girl and uh, you have to interact with these characters and mm-hmm. the choices that you make in what she has to say mm-hmm. will affect the game going forward. Oh, of course. Oh, so okay. yes, um, uh, I predict that that is going to make uh, a lot of people cry. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but it looks good as well. And uh, I think it's also um, on the other end of, mm-hmm. of what Gigabash is mm-hmm. doing, which is a, a mass appeal one. It's driven okay. more by accessibility and fun. And you have Delight, which is a narrative-driven mm. game that's meant to sort of you know, get that um, like a more melancholy emotional response. Mm. Yep. Okay, interesting. So the whole bunch of other games, you want to uh, flag any other game? Because I know yesterday I was talking to someone and they said that Alex Jung is 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 developing an, an interesting game too. Yeah, Alex Jung. Oh, so you didn't know that? Uh? I didn't know that. Yep. 
And he's got a, he's got a, a big name, you know, behind him also supporting him, and mm. it's one of the biggest game publishers in the world. So I see. that's all coming together. Of course, it's going to be a racing, you know, a game, uh-huh. and that's his his core specialty, right? Right. But that's coming. Yeah, we'll talk about that off 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 mic maybe. <laughs> that that news may not be ready for for public consumption, but of you of you listening, you have an early peek into what's coming soon. Yeah, and make sure to stop, you know, stay stay tuned to DNA so you yeah. can get you that. Of course. Juicy Juicy Scoop Yes Right uh, So yeah Just to quickly run yes. down games okay. I think you should be checking out uh, From the Sea Games Awards uh, That's a uh, Indonesian made one call When the pass was around mm-hmm. um, It's a It's a Sort of story driven uh, Point and click game But uh, what's really cool about it Is the artwork is gorgeous mm-hmm. It's Gorgeous Wow okay. And it's, it's quite distinctive mm-hmm. Then um, That's one to check out mm-hmm. uh, Also from Indonesia It's another game called Retrograde Arena Okay uh, this one is one of those games where the concept itself is really simple. Mm. It's a, a multiplayer twin stick shooter. Okay. But the, the twist is if you shoot at your enemies, you don't kill them with bullets. You mm. just push them backwards. Oh. But it's the walls that are, are dangerous. So oh, you can't touch the walls. Okay. So okay. Um, I like that they took a really uh, basic mm. um, uh, gameplay element and they flipped it and around. a nice twist. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, like from that... Uh, simple aspect mm-hmm. it becomes a completely new and uh, uh, interesting thing so wow. cool. that's one um, and then uh, Wells which is a um, sort of a a good mix of um, role playing game mm-hmm. elements with rhythm games so there's this whole aspect with music okay. and then this whole aspect with story so yeah those are the, the games that you definitely should be looking okay, out for interesting so I mean there's a there's a lot of and remember these games G talks about are, are the games that are that have risen above the rest in Southeast Asia. And, you know, we want to support games in our region also. And these are maybe, we could say, dare we say, the cream of the crop so far. Mm-hmm. Do share this list with your kids or, you know, go, go to the, the DNA article and, and have your kids, you know, uh, uh, get familiar with these games and go try them out, right? So cool. All right. Now we're going to move to, like, uh, we're going to take just a, a quick break and come back with a company that is a key part of the startup ecosystem in the country. Ever wondered what leadership is all about? Is it developed over time? Or are people just born with it? We believe there is a science behind leadership. And we want to help you understand it. Take this journey with us as we hear from renowned leaders from all over the world. Over our range of shows, tackling key spaces in different industries today. Leadernomics, the science of building leaders. Okay, now we're going to talk about this organization that has been one of the pillars of the startup ecosystem in Malaysia since 2003. And I'm talking about Cradle. And having been around for 16 years and having had a very rough past 17 months, GE, because of mm. course it was triggered by you know, the outstanding, incomparable uh, CEO Nazrin Hassan passing away. In, in, in sudden and tragic circumstances and followed immediately because there was a change in the government also mm-hmm. last year in May, followed immediately by this, this, uh, f- uh, you know, this uh, flux of a situation where the new government was thinking of, of consolidating or even closing some of the agencies because there was mm-hmm. talk out there that there are too many agencies doing the same things, people are rep- replicating efforts. Right. And I, it's been a very stressful period for all these people and compounded by the fact that uh, Razif uh, Abdul, you know, uh, Razak, the CEO of mm-hmm. uh, Cradle, is still acting CEO. Mm-hmm. And that's because he, of, and you know, his minister, because he's a, his agency under Cradle is an agency under Mastech. Right. 
Now Razif's name was even supported by Minister Yobin to be the CEO to be made the CEO. Mm-hmm. Went up to the uh, MOF. MOF had no issues with it, and somehow it went up uh, to Prime Minister's office. So this is not mm-hmm. at Tun's level, but the Prime Minister's office. And somebody there felt that they can actually do better and find a better CEO out there. Until mm-hmm. now, you know, he is still acting CEO, which I find is is just uh, unacceptable. But you know, so be it. So with all this stress. A cradle said, "Hey, let's just end the year on a high note, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, be positive and look up, have awards." Mm-hmm. And it was on a rock and roll theme, so they had the awards, and ironic, and they also thanked the media. But what was ironic was that the, the on the night itself, Thursday night, yeah. uh, as the awards was going on, uh, Bernama wrote a story, and actually they actually ran the press release that uh, Cradle issued because uh-huh. there was no press conference, right. and Razif's speech was very short because I was there, obviously. Mm-hmm. They ran the press conference, they, they ran the press release, but then they used a headline, they extracted a point he made that 80, almost 80% of the applications they get are mm-hmm. from companies which are uh, more or less doing the same thing. They're in the digital space, mm-hmm. right? Coming up with e-commerce, coming up with maybe a, 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 a digital media, social right. media, startup-based team. And, and VCs will say these are me-too ideas. Mm-hmm. And so Razif said that the majority of these ideas are, are not worthy of taxpayer support. Mm-hmm. So the headline scream, you know, uh, uh, you know, 80% of Malaysian startups not worthy of, you know, uh, uh, you supported. know, uh, Uh, government funded, support uh, says cradle CEO, yeah. but if you just read the headline on isolation, sounds yeah. like he's 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 being very harsh and yes. and cold about it. So he, of course, what do you do in this modern age? You don't <laughs> call for a press conference, right? Yeah. He just went on social media and said, "Hey, folks, this don't read the headline as, as just as it is." Yes. I uh, when I said that, um, it's coming from a place of concern. We are concerned that there's not enough originality, bold thinking, mm-hmm. bodacious thinking even, right? Mm-hmm. In entrepreneurs out there wanting to solve problems that society has. Right. And that's where it's coming from. He says, so please read the whole article. But of course, people won't, right? Sometimes you just read the headline. Oh my God, okay, I'll share. And you read yeah. maybe two paragraphs and you're off, right? So yeah, he, he, yeah. that's what he had to do. And surprisingly then, they even got uh, Bernama to to uh, to drop the to uh, no, retract the article, uh, to retract right, the article yeah. which actually all the issue was with the headline so mm-hmm. Bernama should have just changed the headline so mm-hmm. it's really poor form on Bernama to agree to you know drop the entire article you know mm-hmm. when it's based on a press release so yeah there's something about media responsibility and you know uh, doing what's right also so that's kind of uh, uh, you know on one part disappointing but cradle on his part were doing what they thought was best. Of course, people, some people in Cradle also panic, say, oh my God, how can they make this look so bad and our CEOs will be mm-hmm. poorly reflected. So maybe they overreacted, but what is done is done. But even more yeah. important is that, look, one of the key points that Cradle, of course, Cradle has been a key part of the startup ecosystem. Precisely, G, yes. yes. And they were, what, what was interesting, they, they commissioned a study and they, in 2018, Where they found that the the startup ecosystem was credited uh, with contributing 3.4 billion ringgit to the nation's GDP wow. from the period 2008 to 2016, and mm-hmm. in that period, the startup ecosystem created 80,000 new full-time jobs, uh, significant right. uh, mm-hmm. full-time jobs, and it also attracted 1.3 billion in private and foreign funds. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, That's but cool, e- yes. even more significant is that. This is projected to increase by a factor of nine. Hmm. They expect that by 2030, this uh, the revenue projection of the startup ecosystem will go up by 900 percent, 
and it'll contribute 30.8 billion ringgit to the country's GDP. You know, that's, that's just massive, from the startup yeah. because it's a massive, right? Yes. That just stunned me, blew me away. So I said, wow, look at the potential. No wonder also people are, are, are leaving jobs and, mm-hmm. and trying to pursue some startup ideas. But Cradle says, hey, if you're going to do that, if you're going to you're come to us for, uh, for, for funding, funding yeah. look, we want you to, to really challenge you know, uh, uh, yourself and come up with ideas which are uh, in the... So Cradle calls it the hard tech space. Mm-hmm. Where, and they're talking about life sciences, green technologies... And they want you to address real issues, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. I think uh, Razif gives example of traffic congestion, uh, pollution, affordable housing even, which is kind of interesting if you yeah. try to adapt startup mode to uh, housing. Food security, of course, there was that recent uh, brouhaha over the yes. fact that just a small portion of Malaysia's food is uh, produced domestically, right? Totally yep. inexcusable. It's Definitely. like... We're going to starve, you know, within, within two weeks of the borders closing down in case of war or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, transportation and healthcare. Mm-hmm. And even more important, while he's just saying this, he says Cradle is also going to put money mm-hmm. and create a specific ecosystem around the hard deck space. Right. So, they, you know, they got uh, 20 million ringgit for budget 2020 mm-hmm. and they're going to create a range of grants with offerings which are with higher fund limits, right? Designed mm-hmm. to attract a wider range of startups from this digital uh, tech space, hard tech space. And also the supportive ecosystem where he's talking about facilitating the development of, of angel investors who are interested mm-hmm. in hard tech space, right. VCs, accelerators, and even corporates which are interested in investing and supporting hard tech mm-hmm. innovation. So this is where it's going to be. Now, of course, this is an award site. So let me just quickly let the readers know mm-hmm. who won what award and you can read the article for, for more information on, on the outstanding work that Cradle is doing. So they had a Rocking Cradle Recipient Award. This was won by Storehub, mm-hmm. which is a, a POS CRM system for, for retail outlets, F&B and also, you know, uh, uh, fashion. Right. You've got the Global Startup Award, which was won by IP88 and David mm-hmm. Grab. So, you know, when oh. they flashed up the three players up on the yes. finalists and you saw Grab there and I said, are you no fight? Like, you've got Grab there. <laughs> then we were all surprised. I pay what? But because the secret is in the name of the award, right? Global Startup Award. Ah. Grab is focused on Southeast Asia. Right. Whereas I pay is global. So mm-hmm. then there was a life-changing award uh, given to a company called Mentari Alam Eco, right. uh, which is around, you know, a, a circular economy. You've got Promising Startup Award given to Involve Asia. Mm-hmm. Outstanding Founder Award, congratulations, Christy Ng from ChristyEng.com oh, Shoes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cradle Startup Ambassador Award was by, by Joan Parking. Special Jury Award, the Nazrin Hassan Award was mm-hmm. given to Wark, W-O-R-Q. I see. Oh. And the Best Supporting Partner Award was Sunway's iLab, which is an accelerator based in a university, mm-hmm. based in the corporate headquarters of Sunway. So, so you get the best of both worlds there. Right, right. So uh, lots of, and this also shows you that a lot of strong, interesting place in Malaysia's startup ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I strongly advise you to go out and, and you know, uh, network and, and meet people and seek, seek you know, uh, advice and, and mentorship and find a mentor too, because th- there's a lot going for you if you're starting out today versus even you're starting out five years ago, much less when you were starting out 10 years ago or 16 years ago when Cradle first started as a baby. Precisely. I mean, just to go back to what yep. Razif said about like uh, applications needing to sort of mm. going more into innovative uh, yep. okay. uh, companies, more innovative ideas Correct. and uh, going to hard tech, uh, yes. which is a, a good approach if you ask me. I think uh, uh, if anything, like uh, the areas that he mentioned are mm. uh, definitely problems that we need to solve. And totally. also, I think uh, if you want to look at Malaysia as a developing country, mm-hmm. going into a, um, a more... 
uh, high income status, yes. you have to have these industries, yes, you know, exactly. get um, sort of disrupted and innovated. They got to level up, man. Precisely, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, 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 I mean. On one hand, I feel like if the headline is just as harsh, it might be the the kind of uh, wake up call for uh, startups to sort of look like okay, maybe we need to look at ideas in yes. a in a in a different way. But True. at the same time, of course, the the wording no, definitely exactly. Yeah. And one of the the leaders in the startup ecosystem said that actually, if Razif has stood by that headline, a lot of people would have agreed with him. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's always been that case where almost eighty percent or even more of ideas are just not good enough. Right. So I think just because they had a very rough 17 months, I think they were just super sensitized about yeah, it. Yeah, they might have been. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, Razif, uh, Abdul Aziz, uh, you're doing a great job, you and your Cradle team. So power to you guys all. Looking forward to the awesome things you're going to be doing in 2020. And with that, we'll wrap up another interesting show of, uh, of uh, DNA only on leadernomics.fm. We'll see you again two weeks from now with a lot more interesting stories. Okay, just to give you a quick recap of, of, of today's episode, we focus quite a bit on the gaming ecosystem and that's because the gaming ecosystem in Malaysia is already like a, almost a 3 billion ringgit industry, which means there are a lot of interesting jobs and careers that, that children and, and youths you know, and, and you know, graduates can get into. And because we just had Level Up KL and they gave away some interesting awards, you know, uh, for like the most promising games in Southeast Asia. So GE mentioned some of those games. And like I mentioned in the article, uh, when we were talking also, please uh, introduce your kids or your nephews or whatnot, right, uh, to these games because they're really good. And then secondly, then we went on to talk about uh, Cradle and Cradle is a key player of the startup ecosystem. And there were some interesting point, data points we shared there about Cradle and how Cradle now wants all entrepreneurs out there to focus on hard tech, you know, life sciences, green tech, solving real problems of Malaysian society. Then you've got a better chance of getting, getting funding from Cradle. So these were the highlights and I look forward to seeing you again two weeks from now. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.